Welcome to the Gains Therapy Express podcast, where Bob hosts a daily episode show where he talks about business, fitness, physical therapy, and everything else that documents his journey of building Gains Therapy. Welcome back to another episode of Gains Therapy Express. Today is a beautiful Monday. Um, it's sunny. The weather's great. Now, last episode I talked a little bit about um, being the expert clinician, being the clinician that uh, listens, allows patients to, to contribute, have that therapeutic alliance. And there was a quote that I heard this week that really, I guess, exemplifies what I was talking about last week. And I think last week I was a little bit uh, just talking about like what's going through my mind, just a little mish- mishmash of of things that I was talking about. And the quote is that really, I guess, ties it all together is by Chris Chase, who's um, a McKenzie therapist. And I heard this on the podca- uh, podcast, the Mechanical Care Forum podcast. And the quote is, would you rather be a clinician with 20 years of experience or would you rather be a clinician with one year of experience 20 times. And I think for most people that go into any sort of physical therapist, any sort of doctor, any sort of dietitian, or any sort of trainer, they think that just because they have the license, just because they have training, they're all pretty much equal. But again, like last episode, what really separates, I feel like a good physical therapist from a normal physical therapist, from a great physical therapist, or like what makes up a great physical therapist, there's a lot of different factors. One of the factors is being able to to solely understand the patient specifically and work with them uh, and and not give them a a cookie-cutter program that they'll give to anybody with knee pain that just walks through the door. So getting that, I feel like many patients, especially my my clinical that I went to um, previously, um, it, it felt like there was no real thinking involved as as a physical therapist. The patient comes in, you give them a massage, you put them on um, whatever exercises, basically exercises that you give everybody. And there was no critical thinking. There was no real um, alliance that was really being built with the patient. And I feel like if I was in that position for 20 years, I would just be getting that same one year of experience just 20 times over every year I want to be building more experience I just be keep on I just keep on repeating that over and over and over and I think it goes to show like when you take a step back if you go to a physical therapy or any place and see if, if you've been at this physical therapist clinic for a year and they're doing the exact same thing on you are you just getting the same amount of the same treatment every single time? And there's a quote, I don't know who is it by, but the quote is, insanity is basically when you expect um, different things from doing the exact same thing. Now, I personally feel like if, if physical therapy isn't helping in 10 visits, in six, seven, eight visits, and the program's not being changed, why would anybody expect that you feel better. And then I guess that's where a lot of like the drop off comes off, uh, the drop off of where people stop going to physical therapy. Um, and 
and anything or, or, or people just don't do the exercises and I think that's also another factor and now I'm just going to go on a ramble of like physical therapists blame the patients for not doing the exercises and that's why they're at the same position um, but I feel like it's it's again it's an alliance with the physical therapist and the patient that the therapist should bear some responsibility on not I guess fully engaging or fully trying to convince the patient or trying to fully show how the exercise they're doing can make an impact on the patient's life. And and I feel like a big part of where that comes in is one, motivational interviewing, which I do talk about on my blog. So if you go on to gainstherapy.com um, and you search for blogs, the title of the blog is what one thing your physical therapist is not doing um, that can be helping you to get better. And that's motivational interviewing. The second thing is the use of analogies. Now, analogies, um, like metaphors, uh, they take all the scientific jargon. They take all the scientific things that just sound boring and sound mundane and sound like it's just words into simple things that make it a lot more um, understandable. So for example, with the McKenzie method, the McKenzie method is like I talked about last episode is the use of repeated movements, um, of a joint. So your spine, your elbow or anything, or different positions to see what that has to see what effect that the, the repeated movements have on your symptoms. They could be, uh, beneficial on your symptoms. They can eliminate your symptoms. They can have no effect on your symptoms. So basically repeated movements, on a joint and repeat in different positions to see what it has on your your body and, and your symptoms. And one analogy for that, uh, of the, the whole repeated movement thing, is is like a keyhole. So when you have a keyhole, it's you, you want to enter the door to your house. The door's locked, obviously. You're just coming home from a long night of work. It's dark, you can't see, the lights aren't on, you have many keys on your keychain, and you're just sifting through the keys trying to find that right key to open the and open the door so you go in and, and sit down and watch TV. So you're putting keys in, trying to look for the right key to open the door. And the first key doesn't fit. Um, the second key you put in, it fits, but when you turn, it doesn't go. Um, third key, and you finally put it in, and it turns, and you open the door. And that's like the the McKenzie method of using repeated movements to find the right direction to help um, decrease, abolish, or, or do anything to your symptoms. So when you when you explain that in a way, especially like when when you explain that to a patient using analogies, it's much more easier to understand and and for the patient to to grasp why you're doing certain things of why oh you're making me bend forward ten times why does why are you making me do that that already hurts now if the patient only has that frame of mind of oh we're trying to find the right key to get in this key to put in the keyhole to open the door, it makes a lot more sense for the patient and there's a lot more trust and adherence to uh, whatever the therapist prescribes to the patient. And and I personally feel like with my, I guess, limited experience so far, um, as time goes on, when it's like the fourth, fifth, sixth visit uh, with, with a therapist and a patient, it's just both of them are just going through the motions of not really reassessing, not really seeing if these exercises are, are beneficial. They just wake up, they're like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's not like um, 
it, it's worsening me, but it's all the, at the same time, it's not the exercises that are making me better. And that's, again, where, where the therapeutic lines, where the motivation during, where the constant rechecking, where the use of analogies really, really bridge um, the, the good to the great therapist. And again, maybe I'm just rambling here, and then these are just something on my uh, something's on my mind. So uh, an, an analogy, or not an analogy, an example I can give is recently... Um, I'm still at my girlfriend's house and her, her mom has recently had, um, or, or her mom has neck and upper back thoracic pain, pain for 10 plus years, 10, 15, 20 years. And, and we do some, some repeated movement testing. We, we correct her posture. We work on some strengthening and we use a bunch of analogies and some motivational interviewing just to get, get her on board, just to make sure that. Um, she understands that by doing the exercises, it can help her with her symptoms. I, I, uh, this morning, she was telling me, yesterday I, I was working from 7 to 3 o'clock. It was a long day. I was just outside gardening. And this morning I woke up and I wasn't really that stiff. It felt like the exercises were helping. And um, it, just by her seeing that, I guess it could spark or or add to the motivation for her to continue her exercises. Um, and again, I, I, there were many times that she could have just stopped doing her exercises or just quit altogether, but because she does see there's some progress, she keeps on going. Now, that, that's where I'm going with, with this rambling of uh, just the use of analogies and ha- that quote of would you rather be a therapist with 20 years of experience or a therapist with one year of experience 20 times? Now that applies to anything. Like would you would you rather be um, a ther- a therapist for with 40 years of experience or, or a therapist with uh, a year of experience 40 times, right? And as the patient, you th- you think about this. Like, is my therapist giving me the best I can get? And if if they are, are they constantly rechecking where I'm where I'm at and where I'm going? And and I talk about this a lot a lot on my initial podcast of always reassessing where you're at in life and where you want to be going. Um, I talked about this of do check and yeah do check and adjust repeat. Um, there was a cycle that I mentioned earlier at the start of this podcast, like episode one, two ish, um, something along the lines of do check and adjust, do check, adjust. So it's that cycle of you do it, you check, make sure you're on progress. If you're not, you adjust. So that's where I'm at right now. And I hope to hear from you or I hope to hear from you um if you want to email me if you want to go on the website check out that blog i'm motivational interviewing i think it's a great read and i'll see you next week